Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com. It is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. I am once again Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you. Come on on and us, of course, myself and the rest of our big time gang here, the panel way too tough to handle, giving you, of course, uh, our thoughts and opinions on everything going on in this thing we call and we love professional wrestling. And, of course, let's not waste any time. Let's get right on into it. Let's bring everybody in here to the table. First off, of course, our wrestling news and views here statement tonight. We brought to us by, of course, our 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team, which I do believe is simply titled King Ice. Yes, indeed. And, of course, let's go ahead and bring them in here right now. First off, it is the main, the main man of the uh, – <clears throat> uh, our main man here, the mainstay of the radio network and the CEO of WCWS, a 2014 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer he is the one. Yes, he is the only. Absolutely. <clears throat> he is the king, NWO, GTS himself, the one and the only man who will not make you go to sleep. Never, 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 Gerard T. Smith. Yes, indeed, that's what bring him on in. And, of course, alongside GTS is, is the Iceman, J.D. Girardi-Girolamo. J.D., of course, is a 2015 and 17 Hall of Famer. He's also, of course, part of the team that brings you WCWS Wild Radio every Monday afternoon right here on Talk Show, as well as, of course, our other shows here in the radio network. Our history and birthdays tonight being brought to us by the human suplex machine, uh, John Gross. Uh, of course, John is the first 2016 WCWS Hall of Famer and also, of course, a part of 
Guar Radio Broadcast Team. Also join us on the chat box here tonight. Uh, <clears throat> maybe making her way to our live video feed here in a minute. We're not sure. But uh, another 2016 Hall of Famer. It is the last kicker herself, Miss Anne-Marie Rickenbach, has joined us as well. Let's bring them all in here. Let's bring everyone on, on board here. Of course, members of the WWS Click as well. Ladies and lady and gentlemen, there you go. <laughs> Welcome to what will be a very explosive and, and dynamic episode 344 of the Mothership, of course, Revolution. I'm here. Hey, yo. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <clears throat> when we hear the hey, yo, we all get pumped up and ready to do our, do our big time routine here, folks. Of course, tonight, like I said, our rest of news and views and our history and birthdays. And, of course, so we'll bring your thoughts and opinions on last night's SmackDown live broadcast. Very interesting implications coming up, of course, the Money in the Bank pay-per-view coming up here uh, in about a couple of weeks, I do believe, there, folks. Um, so we'll definitely get some talking on that, and of course, like this, some wrestling extras. You never know what we'll be able to do, what we'll be doing here. So we'll be bringing it all here to you momentarily, and of course, our live video feed, courtesy of the Radio Network Group Tour. Tonight we uh, stop by our group dedicated to uh, TNA Total Nonstop Action Wrestling, TNA US Feel the Impact, <clears throat> and of course, if you want to uh, chime in on the live video feed. For episode 344 Revolution from TNA US, it is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash TNA US Impact Power. Is it make sure that is? Yes, it is. And of course, but of course, there's always, of course, the original method through talkshoot.com. But I'm not qualified to give you that information. There is one man here that is uh, King NWO, if you please, sir. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. The ID number is one three eight zero five five. Press pound, press one. You can talk to us or listen to us right now. Yes, indeed. And of course, he's this is all pumped up, and so are we. So let's go ahead and and not lose that momentum. Let's go ahead and dive right on into here, here too, folks. As we go, of course, come into our wrestling news and views for segment here first. And of course, to go ahead and lead the charge for that is our own. King NWO himself, GTS, Gerard T. Smith. Gerard, what's going on in the wrestling news scene tonight? What's going on in the wrestling news? While the Hardys did not appear on this week's Raw, they're losing tag team titles to Sheamus. It appears they were backstage. Reports that the Hardys are set to work a reduced schedule over the next few weeks as Matt Hardy and wife Rudy are welcoming their second child soon. No word yet when the Hardys will get the rematch from Cesaro and Sheamus, but it could come as the worst, worst pay-per-view. WWE Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> My nine. We noted on Tuesday how Paul Heyman tweeted about Samoa Joe attacking him on Raw, telling Joe to soak in the moment, his moment in the spotlight as 
seen below. Joe replied to the Heyman and threatened to send another message to WWE Universal Champion Brock Lesnar that Beast will be on next week's Raw to face off with Joe ahead to their great balls of fire match. Also, we had Soak in the Moments Mojo. It's your moment in the spotlight. You wanted this, already. Now you have it. Joe says, Collateral damage is such an unfortunate Unfortunate, necessary, but well, be well, Paul. I trust my message arrived without delay. I won't load to send it again. (laughs) (laughs) And he will. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's about it. I take it to JD. Mullen Garcia appeared at the NXT event over in the UK, however, earlier today, we understand, singing God Save the Queen. It was her first appearance in quite some time, however. Also, Bobby Roode returned to NXT tonight, however, believe it or not. We'll tell you how he fared in just a little bit. Other than that, it's been very low-key, and we don't got much else to report. Okay, thank you very much, gentlemen. Of course, King W.O. Jarky Smith and the Iceman Jared Geraldo is King Ice. Your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. They bring you all the news as fit print. And if it doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. About GTS, he always tells us the best darn way possible. What are you talking about, fella? I don't know what you're talking about. No, I'm just joking. I tell you get rid of the problem. You just say what? I don't remember. But uh super glue and duct tape. There you go. The best combination ever. You cannot beat that old fashioned method. Yes, sir. Thank you, gentlemen. <coughs> Let's see what John has on the history of Y'all might find a lot of these pretty darn interesting here. Let's see what we got on, on the on the as GTS says on the docket. <laughs> yes, sir. 35 years ago today, which would put it at 1982 in Greenville, South Carolina, Sergeant Slaughter defeated Wahoo McDaniel via forfeit to win the NWA U.S. title. McDaniel was injured and was unable to compete at the time of the match. 22 years ago today, which would put it at 1995, yes, in Jellico, Tennessee, the Thugs defeated the dynamic duo to win the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Tag Team titles. In an interesting bit of trivia, it's the only title change in the promotion's brief history that didn't involve either the Rock and Roll Express or the Heavenly Bodies. <laughs> okay. 18 years ago today, we just put it at 1999. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Rena Mero, of course, known to wrestling fans as Sable, aye, 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 files a 100 and $10 million lawsuit against the WWE <clears throat> citing no, negligent misrepresentation, breach of contract, uh, no, no, crap, I can't say that word again. Uh, oh, crap. I can't believe that. What is it? What's the word? Ne- negligent. There you go. Negligence. Yes, thank you. Infliction of emotional distress, 
unlawful discharge and violation of the Connecticut Unfair Trade Practices Act. In the lawsuit, Reno sought rights to disable name and trademark. Merrow never appeared on WWE programming since the United Kingdom pay-per-view event, which had taken place at No Mercy on May 16th and appeared last stateside on the May 10th episode of Raw is War. Fourteen years ago today, which put it at 2003, WWE, WWE presented Insurrection from Telewest Arena in Newcastle, England. Of note, this was the final Insurrection pay-per-view that WWE held in England. Twelve years ago today, which we put it at uh, 2005, at SmackDown taping in Kansas City, Missouri, Chris Benoit is selected as the first draft pick for SmackDown in the WWE draft lottery. Benoit had not appeared in a SmackDown ring since January of 2004, where he stayed on Raw by winning the Royal Rumble as the second man to win the number one spot and also claim the World Heavyweight title at the 20th anniversary of WrestleMania by defeating the reigning champion Triple H and Shawn Michaels in a triple threat match. Also on that same night, ECW made another appearance similar to Monday Night Raw. ECW repeated the same performance they did with Raw, Attack the SmackDown bad guys. Eleven years ago today, uh, put it at 2006, speaking of WWE and ECW, WWE presented WWE versus ECW head-to-head from the Nutter Center in Dayton, Ohio. This was doubled as a uh, soft relaunch of ECW in preparation for the actual relaunch of ECW taking place five days later, uh, one night stand. Big Show joined ECW when he last eliminated Randy Orton to win a WWE-ECW Battle Royal. Sadly, this is the same day we would sadly lose another superstar. John Anthony Tenta Jr., better known, of course, to wrestling fans as the Earthquake, as he lost his battle with bladder cancer in Sanford, Florida at the age of 42 and only 15 days shy of his 43rd birthday. What a great superstar he is missed indeed. Yes. Eight years ago today, put it at 2009, WWE presented Extreme Rules from the New Orleans Arena in New Orleans, Louisiana. Only 9,124 were in attendance, with 213,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. Up from about 194,000 homes was the June 08 event, One Night Stand. Four First, uh, John says four title changes happened that night. Of course, if you're counting five, but he actually says no, actually six title changes happened that night. Now, here's here's what he's got right here. Uh, Chris Jericho defeated Rey Mysterio in a no-holds-barred match to win the IC title. This would be Jericho's ninth IC title reign. Tommy Dreamer defeated Christian and Jack Swagger to win the ECW title in a triple threat Extreme Rules match. Santina Morella, yes, you heard it right, Santina Morella defeated Vicky Guerrero and Chavo Guerrero in a hog pin match to win the title of Miss WrestleMania. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. Batista defeated Randy Orton in a steel cage match to win the WWE title. An interesting quirk regarding this bout, Batista is the first man to win the WWE title in a steel cage match. Hmm. Uh, Jeff Hardy also defeated Edge in a ladder match to regain the World Heavyweight title. Post-match, CM Punk cashed in his money in the bank, 
and CM Punk will defeat Jeff Hardy in over 61 seconds to win the World Heavyweight title. This will be the first time that CM Punk would cash in his Money in the Bank briefcase for the second time. Seven years ago today, which we put it at 2010, WWE presented Viewer's, Cho- Viewer's Choice Edition of Raw from the American Airlines Center in Miami, Florida. All the matches on the show were determined by a live vote. In a dark match, Chris Masters defeated Kalen Croft and Trent Beretta in a handicap match. Big Show defeated Chris Jericho in a body slam challenge. <laughs> the Hard Dynasty defeated the team of the Great Khali and Hornswoggle. Vladimir Kozlov defeated Santino Morella in a dance-off. Maurice won a Divas Battle Royal. I know J.D. liked hearing that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kane <laughs> defeated Sheamus by countout. The Miz and Zack Ryder defeated R-Truth and John Morrison. Randy Orton defeated Edge by DQ, with Edge having one arm tied behind his back for the match. Matt Hardy defeated Drew McIntyre. But in the main event, things got crazier. John Cena and CM Punk fought to a no contest with Wade Barrett coming out over the next two minutes. The rest of the rookies all emerged from the crowd, attacking CM Punk, Luke Gallows, John Cena, the announced team, Justin Roberts, and anyone in the immediate area. They tear the ringside area and the ring itself right before laying out Cena. Gabriel topped it off with a 450 splash on John Cena. In this attack, Daniel Bryan spat on Cena and choked Roberts with his own necktie, while Bryan was reprimanded for spitting on the face of the company. It was the choking that would be his downfall. He was fired less than a week later, but would return at but would return at SummerSlam as he took part in Team WWE's uh, on team being on Team WWE side, of course, against the Nexus. That same day. Officials announced that prosecutors dropped three of the four charges against Jeff Hardy, stemming from a raid and arrest at his North Carolina home in September 2009, shortly after his release from the WWE. We have, oh, we have some birthdays today here, guys. Happy 28th birthday to Taylor Hendricks. I think that's a female superstar, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, happy 67th birthday. The legendary ring announcer Howard Finkel. The How old is he? Sixty-seven. God bless him. He looks great. Looks awesome. And today is a big birthday. I think this is what John was talking about last night. And it starts with the two most infamous words in this character: "Bang bang." Happy fifty-second birthday to Michael Francis Foley, or otherwise known as Mick Foley, Mankind, Dude Love, and Cactus Jack. 52. Wow. He was born in Bloomington, Indiana. He had an older brother named John. Soon after his family moved moved to East... I'm going to try to pronounce this. It's a city in New York. S-C-T-A-U-K-E-T. Never heard of it. Cedar... Cedar... Anyway, he moved to New York where Foley had attended Ward Neville High School. He played lacrosse and he wrestled. Foley was a high school classmate, believe it or not, guys, of comic actor Kevin James. Wow. King of Queens. I think it is. King of Queens, right? Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's right. And uh, the Mall Cop movies. 
Yeah, that's a good move. They were both on the wrestling team together and attended the same college. While a student, he hitchhiked to Madison Square Garden to see his favorite wrestler, Jimmy Snuka, in a steel cage match against Don Morocco. Foley said that Snuka's body splash from the top of the cage inspired him to pursue a career in pro wrestling. He had a front row seat and is visible on the video of the event. He formally trained at Dominic DiNucci's wrestling school in Freedom, Pennsylvania, driving hours weekly from his college campus in Cortland, New York, where he debuted in 1983. And in addition to appearing on DiNucci's cards, Foley and other students took part in some squash matches as jobbers for WWF TV tapings of primetime wrestling and superstars of wrestling, where Foley wrestled under the name Jack Foley and Nick Foley. In one of these matches, Foley and Les Thornton faced the British Bulldogs and where the Dynamite Kid clotheslined Foley with such force that he had been unable to eat solid foods for several weeks. <laughs> During these matches, he faced other top-level talent at the time, such as, of course, the late Hercules Hernandez. Unfortunately, his run would not last long, as he hadn't signed a contract with the promotion at the time. During the run, he was also built from different hometowns and at different weights. After wrestling in, in, in the independent circuit, Foley received offers from various regional promotions, including the UWF. He had joined the CWA as Captain Jack, where he teamed up with Gary Young as part of the stud stable. He and Young briefly held the CWA tag team titles in late 1988. On November 20th, he left CWA for WCCW. In WCCW, Cactus Jack was billed as Cactus Jack Manson, who was a major part of Skandar Akbar's stable. The addition of Manson to Foley's name came as a result of a woman who began to stalk him at WCCW shows who had gone by the name of Mary Ann Manson. Foley said that the connection of that stalker's, that stalker's name to his, as well as his connection to Charles Manson, made him uncomfortable. Foley won several titles, including the company's light heavyweight and tag team titles before he left the company. He lost his last match to Eric Embry in nine seconds. He briefly competed in Alabama's CWF before he had completed a brief stint with WCW. For much of his time there, he teamed with Jobbers. Captain Jack would attack his partner, throw them out of the ring, and nail his in-ring apron by an elbow drop onto the concrete floor. His match at the time was against Neil Mascaris at Clash of the Champions 10, Texas Shootout. It was at that time that Foley was involved in a car accident that resulted in, in the loss of two front teeth. Adding to the look for which he is famous, following the short stint he had with WCCW, Foley signed with Herb Abrams' UWF. In UWF, he teamed with Bob Orton, the feud with Don Morocco, Sonny Beach, and Brian Blair. He would lead the UWF for Tri-State Wrestling, a forerunner to ECW, whose high-impact and violent wrestling style fit Foley well. On one night known as Tri-State Summer Sizzler 1991, Cactus Jack and Eddie Gilbert wrestled three straight matches. One, Cactus would win a Falls Count Anywhere match. Two, Gilbert won a stretcher, but both fall to a double DQ and a steel cage. The matches caught the attention of WCW promoters, in large part due to widespread photo circulation after a brief stint working in the GWF. He joined WCW in September 1991. He debuted as a heel and attacked Sting. After his feud with Van Hammer and Abdullah the Butcher, 
Captain Jack faced Sting at Beach Blast in 1992 and where Sting won. For a long time, Foley considered this the best match he ever worked. His first in WCW was quieter when he was now uh, outwardly maniacal and laughing hysterically, shrieking to the air while he was choking his opponents and yelling, bang, bang. After he spent a year with WCW as a heel, he became a fan favorite and feuded with Paul Orndorff, Harley Race, and Big Van Vader. Cadres would wind up winning a match against Orndorff at Super Brawl 3, where he would take on Big Van Vader. He wrestled Vader on April 3rd, April 6th, excuse me, 1993, winning by countout. But it was severely beaten in the process. As a result, on April 24th in a rematch, Vader powerbombed Cactus onto the concrete, Ooh. causing a legitimate concussion and causing Foley to lose sensation in his left foot. While Foley was away, WCW ran an angle where Cactus Jack's absence was explained with a uh, comedy storyline in which he went crazy and was, and was institutionalized, escaped, and developed amnesia. Foley had the injury storyline to, to be very serious and generate genuine sympathy for him before his return. The comedy vignettes that WCW produced instead were so bad that Foley jokes in his book, Have a Nice Day, that they were the brainchild of WCW executives who regard a surefire money-making feud as a problem that needed to be solved. Cactus would face Vader at Halloween Havoc in a Texas death match. Race won the match for Vader by using a cattle prod on Cactus, knocking him out. In March 1994, during a WCW European tour, Foley had his ear cut off by Vader. Vader claimed for years that the ear had come off during the botched hangman maneuver. However, in a WWE Network video, Vader admitted that he had, been, he had indeed removed Foley's ear. Ooh. After the infamous ear incident, Foley left WCW for ECW on the May 1994 episode where he was revealed as Sabu's opponent at the ECW arena in Philadelphia. He had two ECW World Tag Team title reigns, first as Mikey Whipwreck <clears throat> while he was in ECW. At the tail end of 94, he joined uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling as Cactus Jack. He would be in Japan in 1995 where he took on Terry Funk in a barbed wire rope, barbed wire and C4 board time bomb death match in where Cactus Jack won with help from Tiger Jeet Singh. Both men were damaged by the wire and were burned by the C4 explosives. Foley said that he only received $300 for the entire night. Oh, man. Foley returned to ECW to team with Tommy Dreamer. According to Heyman, hardcore style differentiated, differentiated Foley from other traditional wrestlers. So in ECW, Foley wasn't unique where he began a gimmick criticizing hardcore wrestling and sought to renounce his status as a hardcore icon and used a very technical, slow wrestling to make people upset. The partnership lasted in August of 1995 when Cactus turned on Dreamer. Foley stayed in ECW for, for, for a while until he signed with the WWF in early 1996. His last match was in Mar on March 9, 1996 against Mikey Whipwreck. He signed a contract with the WWF, and, and this time in 1996, the WWF did not use Foley as enhancement talent. He was shown several designs for a new character, a man with a leather mask and chains. However, WWF said that it was too dark and only left the mask. He arrived in the WWF in 1996 with a new gimmick and perhaps his most famous personality, Mankind. 
The original name that Missing Man had for Foley was Mason the Mutilator. Ooh. But Foley thought that Mankind would be a better name, and McMahon changed it. He made his debut the night after WrestleMania 12 and defeated Bob Holly before he attacked The Undertaker after The Undertaker's match with Bradshaw. Mankind would score wins over The Undertaker and would also cost him the Intercontinental title at Beware of Dog in a casket match against Goldust. At SummerSlam, he was part of the first Boiler Room Brawl match against The Undertaker and where Paul Bearer hit The Undertaker with the herd, ending the relationship between Paul and Taker. While Mankind was managed by Paul Bearer, he referred to him as Uncle Paul. Uh-huh. Mankind faced the WWF champion Shawn Michaels at Mind Games and where Michaels won by DQ via interference by Vader, Psycho Sid, and The Undertaker. For years, Foley considered this match to be his best ever. The feud continued in the first ever Buried Alive match at In Your House Buried Alive, and where The Undertaker won the match, The Undertaker would be the one being buried alive after Mankind's friend, The Executioner, and others all attacked The Undertaker and buried him alive. The Undertaker won a Survivor Series against Mankind again in an unsanctioned match, Mankind also failed to beat The Undertaker for the WWE title as well in April of 97 after Mankind turned into turned into a face competing in the 97 King of the Ring tournament until losing in the finals to Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Around this time, Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels won the WWE ta- WWF Tag Team titles from Owen Hart and the British Bulldog. But Michaels was injured and unable to compete. Mankind tried to replace him but also said he wanted nothing to do with Mankind and resigned himself to facing Hart and Bulldog. But halfway into the match, Foley debuted a new persona known as Dude Love, in where he helped Austin defeat Owen Hart and the British Bulldog to become the new tag team champions. This was Foley's first WWF tag team title reign and Foley's WWE title reign, first time, first belt he held in the WWF. Unfortunately, they would vacate the titles after Austin suffered a serious neck injury at SummerSlam against Owen Hart for the IC title. Another face of Foley would be brought into the WWF, and that was Cactus Jack. He defeated Hunter Hearst Helmsley in his first Raw match at Madison Square Garden on September 22, 1997. Shortly thereafter, Terry Funk would join the WWF as Chainsaw Charlie, and they would team up. Foley would participate under three personas at the 98 Royal Rumble, Cactus Jack, Mankind, and Do Love. Cactus Jack entered as number one, Mankind as number 16, and Dude Love as number 28. At WrestleMania 14, he teamed with Terry Funk to beat the Outlaws in a dumpster match to win the tag team titles. Vince McMahon would strip them of the belts and schedule a rematch in a steel cage in where the Outlaws won with help from their new allies, the X. On April 6, 1998, Foley turned heel when Cactus Jack explained to the fans that they wouldn't see him anymore. As Foley would be repackaged as Dude Love, he became Vince McMahon's first client to try to take the WWE title from Stone Cold. At Unforgiven and Over the Edge, Dude Love unfortunately failed, and Vince would have to send Dude Love packing, but on the same night, Mankind was brought back in, in again to The Undertaker. At the 1998 King of the Ring, The Undertaker and Mankind battled inside Hell in a Cell, the third Hell in a Cell match in WWF history. Undertaker threw Mankind from the top of the cage and where J.R. screamed, Good God Almighty, that killed him. And God's my witness, he is broken in half. I remember that too. Who, who doesn't remember J.R. saying that? He remained motionless underneath debris while the phenom was on the cell staring down. Foley got up from the stretcher and climbed the cage, but the Undertaker choked Sam Mankind atop the chain link 
mesh cage. As he landed, the, the roof panel he hit gave way underneath him and fully hit the ring hard. In response, JR screamed, Good God, can somebody stop the match? Enough's enough. Foley was able to get back on his feet and continue the match where some packs were brought into play. Taker chokes and Big Foley onto the tacks and tombstone him to get the win. Even though Foley lost, they both received a standing ovation for the match. Following that summer, he would team with Kane to win the WWF Tag Team titles twice, but Kane would turn on Mankind at SummerSlam and join with The Undertaker. Mankind turned face again. In October, Mankind would introduce Mr. Sacco in a hospital with Vince McMahon. Mankind would put the sock on his hand before applying his finisher, the mandible claw, stepping a sweaty sock in the mouth of opposing wrestlers. The sweat sock was massively popular with the fans. McMahon created the WWF Hardcore title to Mankind, making him the first ever champion of the Hardcore division. Mankind was pushed to the, to the favorite to win the title at Survivor Series, but in the finals, McMahon ordered the timekeeper to ring the bell and gave The Rock the WWF title. Meaning that mankind was screwed all along. Mankind became a fan favorite. On, on December 29th, mankind defeated The Rock to win the WWF title. The show was broadcast on January the 4th, 1999, and where WCW took a rib at that, with Tony Schiavone saying that'll put a lot of butts in the seats. It backfired for WCW, and where Raw won the ratings battle that night, despite the Hogan versus Nash main event leading to the reformation of NWO. Mankind would lose the title to The Rock at the Royal Rumble in an I Quit match, where he took 11 unprotected chair shots. Mankind would lose consciousness, and The Rock's allies played a recording of Mankind saying, I quit, from an earlier interview. Mankind would win the title against The Rock at halftime heat, only to lose it in a ladder match to The Rock again the night after St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Mankind would take time off from injury in December of 1999, but would win the WWF title at SummerSlam over Triple H and Stone Cold in a triple threat match. He lost the title the next night to Triple H. He then teamed with the Rock in where they were formed. They formed the Rock and Sock Connection, and where they won the tag team titles three times. In 2000, Mankind reverted back to his Captain Jack persona as he was defeating with the McMahon-Helmsley regime. At the 2000 Royal Rumble, he lost his street fight to Triple H for the WWF title and also a no way out inside Hell in a Cell and where Foley's career would be over. But Foley would wrestle for one night at WrestleMania 16 against Triple H, The Rock, and Big Show. Triple H won the Federal Foley, and Foley didn't wrestle again for four years. In June, he returned as WWF commissioner under his real name. They left the position in December of 2000 after he was fired on screen by McMahon. He returned six days before WrestleMania 17, announcing that he would be the referee in the match between Mr. McMahon and his son Shane at WrestleMania. Foley would make rare WWF TV appearances throughout the spring and the summer. He became he became commissioner again in October of 2001, but he had the opportunity to shoot on the WWF's direction and how he was dissatisfied he, and how dissatisfied he was with it, saying that there were far too many championships in the company booking unification matches prior to the final pay-per-view of the storyline Survivor Series after the pay-per-view. He ended his commissionership and would leave the company, but would return again in WWE in June of 2003 as a special guest referee between Triple H and Kevin Nash at Madison Square Garden. He was honored for his achievements in the ring and was presented with the retired WWE Hardcore title, but fully took a beating and kicked down the stair- by the stairs by Randy Orton and Ric Flair. He returned in December of 2003 to replace Steve Austin 
as co-general manager. Foley then feuded with Randy Orton and where Foley walked out of a match with Randy Orton where Orton called him a coward in 04. He made a part-time wrestling return at the Royal Rumble, eliminating Randy Orton and himself. He reunited with The Rock and would lose a handicap match to Evolution at WrestleMania 20. Foley would lose a hardcore match to Randy Orton at Backlash for the Intercontinental title. He didn't return to WWE in 2005 where he became a color commentator at the ECW one-night stand and renewed his contract with WWE. Foley then made some rare matches feuding with Carlito and Edge at WrestleMania 22. Edge put Foley through a flaming table. Foley would then turn heel against the newly rejuvenated ECW. After feuding with ECW, he feuded with Ric Flair at SummerSlam, the two battled in a night quick match and where Flair won. After Foley was fired after he kissed Vince McMahon's buttocks, he made his turn in March of 07, turning him face. At Vengeance, he would be part of the WWE Championship Challenge match, but would lose to John Cena. Foley then made another 2008 Royal Rumble match appearance where he was eliminated by his old rival, Triple H. He became a color commentator for SmackDown until he left the company in August 2008. He, he, resigned, he, he resigned with TNA in September, where he became the TNA World Heavyweight Champion in April of 2009 by defeating Sting. He also won the TNA Legends title in July of 2009. Foley continued to be a part of TNA until May of 2011. Foley didn't return to the WWE in November 2011, where he gave John Cena a This Is Your Life celebration only to be rock bottom by the rock. He returned at the 2012 Royal Rumble in the ring where he eliminated Epico, Justin Gabriel, and Primo. He stayed in WWE storylines by feuding with CM Punk and others. He would be inducted into the 2013 Hall of Fame. He would get a general manager start in 2016 by becoming the new Raw general manager alongside Stephanie McMahon as commissioner. Big was fired. As, as general manager in March of 2017 by Stephanie McMahon. Foley hasn't been seen in the WWE, but will we see Mr. Sacco again? It's a possibility. And John said that is all he's got for the histories and birthdays here for tonight. So, John, thank you very much for the history and birthdays. And, King Ice, gentlemen, thank you very much for the news and views. Uh, Gerard, the plug, sir, if you please. Gerard, are you still with us, sir? Looking for me? Yes, sir. Need that P-L-U-G, my man. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. The ID number is 13 Press pound, press 1. You can talk to us or listen to us right Ooh, thank you very much, sir, GTS. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we go ahead and bring you, uh, bring you, of course, our uh, thoughts and opinions last night's SmackDown Live broadcast. Uh, Gerard, my man, do you have anything you wish to uh, say about SmackDown last night? Well, you know I do. I love talking. Oh. This is my chance, so I'll have to talk when I can. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I whispered sweet nothings. No, that's for another show. But, uh, yes, uh, SmackDown was, uh, I thought it was pretty good last night. It had uh, 
Kevin Owens versus uh, Nakamura, which is really good. It was a good build-up. Uh, AJ Styles versus Dolph Ziggler, I thought was uh, another good build-up. Two great, uh, two great guys, and uh, you know, uh, Charlotte, Becky, and. Naomi versus the welcoming committee, I thought was pretty good. And I have to admit, I'm going to have to say it, J.D. Yes. J.D. said on Wrestling Debate tonight that he's a fan of Charlotte, if you can believe it. Mm-hmm. Wow. I've been the bad mouth her for so long, however. Yeah, yeah, you did. You, you railed her for... Almost six time. months, for the last and six he, months, I thought. He, he admitted it. But you know what? The only thing the only thing I think that turned him was he she turned face because J D hates the hates the heels but when they turn face he likes them. There's certain heels I like when they turn face and I there's some faces I like when they turn heels. So I'm in the mixed minority, shall we say. Yeah, and I've done my SmackDown review. That's it. Okay. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, JD, uh, uh, any um, any uh, just interesting uh, tidbits from SmackDown that you like there? Well, it was an interesting night in New York. You would expect, like Gerard said, Owens and Nakamura was a very good match. How it was very interesting to see them go. How obviously how they continue to build up. It looks like it's going to be Nakamura and Corbin possibly. Uh, Nakamura definitely and Corbin are getting each other under each other's skin. Corbin's not getting under his skin. Going into Money in the Bank, however, I mean, right now I would have to say if there is a underdog, and I'd say a major underdog that could pull off the win, however, it could be uh, possibly Corbin, you know. I mean, Corbin definitely is trying to make a statement, however, and uh, last night I think he did that after Nakamura fought Owens to a pretty good main event. Uh, next you had, obviously, however, the Jinder Mahal thing, however, in which he defeated Mojo Rawley. However, it just seemed like they continued to crap all over Mojo Rawley, which is ridiculous, however, considering he won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Uh, then you had the New Day, of course, taking on the Colons, as I like to call them, however, if you will. Uh, this was okay, but uh, I just I don't get why... The New Day should get their opportunity this early, however, on the SmackDown Tag Team titles. I just think it's ridiculous that they uh, found their way to bully their because way in. There's, there's no one else, and uh, the New Day rocks. Did you forget yes. that? No, that's true. I did. You're right, but I still think, <laughs> but I still think Brizongo ought to deserve an opportunity. You're gonna see a triple threat. They do, here. they do, but they're getting shit on like me. Yeah, they, they are getting crapped all over, and I think they should be in the tag team title scene right now, and not the new dude. But you never know. They could change this by next week. We could see a big triple threat here with all three teams. And I think they're sending it up that way. The way, if they don't turn this into a triple threat, I'll be shocked. Uh, like I said, Jinder and Mojo was okay, but again, like I said earlier, I don't know what they're doing with Min, uh, Mojo. Uh, it was good to see AJ back on the win column this week against Ziggler after getting crapped over last week in his hometown, so AJ gets a little retribution. And then, of course, you got the welcoming committee of Carmel the Hosky, the nerd James Ellsworth, Natty and Tamina taking on Charlotte, Becky, and Naomi. Of course, the welcoming committee once again 
Barry, Charlotte, Becky, and Naomi here in a pretty good opener. But yeah, all told, it was one of the better things of the night. Uh, Gerard and I did talk about this too, however. Talk about the women's Money in the Bank ladder match, Howard. I don't know, maybe you can uh, share your thoughts, Chad, and anyone else can too. And Gerard and I had a little discussion about this. Uh, apparently, Lana is now saying that she wants to throw her name into the hat as far as Money in the Bank match, Howard. I just think she is committing suicide by doing this. If you're going to turn this into a seven-way, I mean, think you're setting yourself up for maybe setting yourself up for an early suicide mission because right now you got six decent females in there. you got Tamina, you got Naomi, you got uh, Car- you know, Carmella. Could be bumped out of it. I think she will get bumped out of it. They're going to put Lana in. However, it could still happen. You never know. But you got Becky, you got Charlotte, and I guess you got Natty. Uh, does... Lana thinks she has a chance of winning this, however. I don't think she does. I mean, I think she should just bide her time and stay out of this altogether. But if she really wants to compete in this matchup, she's going to have to bump out one of the other six, however, to get her spot. Because I don't think she deserves a spot this early, however. So she's going to have to continue to work hard, however, she wants to make her name and statement well-known, however. Because I can tell you one thing, however, whoever wins this Women's Money in the Bank ladder match, however, is obviously, and it's probably going to be Charlotte, however, is going to get the first crack at Naomi. And then afterward, however, should Charlotte win the title, and I think she will win the title for Naomi this time, however, then this is, uh, does this set up a Charlotte-Lana feud? Uh, I hope not, because I can tell you Charlotte will squash that sorry, beautiful Russian princess to no end, however. But, uh, if uh, Lana finds her way into this match, how literally sneaks her way in, how does she replace one of the other six? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, this week's SmackDown, how was a little bit better than the last few weeks. How I mean, they are starting to improve a little bit. How I mean, last week she had a couple good things that happened. This week was the same thing. I mean, they're still trying to get better by the week. How the last couple weeks they are getting a little bit better, but next week. With them down in New Orleans, site of Mania 34, you're going to have to hit a home run going into Money in the Bank, however, because uh, obviously you got these matches listed already, and they haven't listed any other matches yet. So I would not be surprised if you see another match or two being thrown on the card. However, uh, the question is, what do you do? I mean, do you do uh, Mojo Raleigh versus somebody else in a warm-up match? Uh, it's possible. It's like I said, again, you have not nothing with Mojo. Uh, and then, of course, you got the... Women's match, you got the men's match, you got the tag team match, which again, I still think that's going to turn into a triple threat. But yeah, all told, however, this week's SmackDown was a little bit better than I thought, however, so I got to give credit where credit's due. But again, I just, I'm wondering right now, the big million dollar question, the $64,000 question is, is Lana going to participate in Money in the Bank? And if so, however, what kind of role will she play, if any? And if she doesn't play a role, however, what do they got planned for her after Money in the Bank? We'll have to wait and see, I guess, because they haven't done anything with her and Rusev for a while now. Okay. Okay, just thank you very much. Hold on. I got to... They're putting a squash on Rusev because of uh, Jinder Mahal. They wanted uh, Rusev to be the... the... like... the heel out of, like, another country. Mm Mm-hmm. So... That's why Ruth says on the on the yep. shelf right now. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, thank you very much, sir, gentlemen. I uh, will let you know that the last kicker, Emery Rickenbach, has made it over to the um, live video feed on TNA US for the impact. Uh, she won't let everyone know that she is on. She's here. So. No, right. Man. Oh, hey, yo. 
What's up? You're black blackening. I was wondering that too, even. Yeah, what the heck? The first thing she said was, hey, yo. And she's one of those. I just now saw it. Yeah, so, yeah. But, yeah, I'm still looking at it. Yeah, I'm reading what she said. <laughs> and let's see what John has to say here for us for SmackDown. He says, SmackDown was a good one. Owens versus Nakamura, two former NXT guys, two former NXT champions. That was a match John was, was sure everyone was expecting to see. And John said, had he not gone to the baseball game last night, he could have seen this match. Okay? But actually, also, he mentioned something about, y'all were talking about Lana here. He mentioned something right here. He says, Lana coming back asking for a spot money in the bank, but instead she gets Naomi for the women's title. Yeah, that's what I told JD. I told you that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's not Naomi's not in the woman in the bank. It's only a five woman thing. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. yeah it's, yeah, it's only five women, and Naomi's gonna face Lana at the pay per view for the title. Right. Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you guys this: a good question. All of you guys, this question, and anyone can maybe answer this too, including Ann. Uh, should I'm just saying now? Should Whoever wins the women's title matchup, like, say, Charlotte, like we said, most of us were saying Charlotte, does she cash in that night? Or do they wait till SummerSlam? Um, I'm going to say I'd wait till SummerSlam. Then she can go back heel. Yeah. And and she can do the heel thing because she's like mm-hmm. a, a tweener now, I guess. She's right. A, Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's a good mm-hmm. guy, but she's not. Um, a right. good girl, sorry, whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wins the money in the bank. Yep. That's what I feel. I think this is going to, like me and JD talked about earlier, going to classify her as, you know, one of the top ten women greatest of all time. I know she's only been doing it for two or three years, but that woman's done so much. Yep. So fast. That woman's. I'm gonna steal JD's line. Yeah. Punch her ticket already. Yes, definitely. And once she wins the money in the bank, you know she can keep going, but she doesn't really have to do much more because she's done so much. And uh, so, uh, but I don't think Lana's gonna win. Like I said, I've never seen her wrestle. I don't know how good she is. Maybe she is good. I'm not missing her, but uh, she's like she's never wrestled Raw or SmackDown, pay per view. So this is her gonna be. Oh well, she did wrestle. Rest, oh no, I uh, I got I forgot. She did wrestle. Wrestle. She did wrestle WrestleMania, but not mm-hmm. for. I don't think she took very many bumps. Like she tagged him once, I think, or something. Yeah, that sounds right. Right. Yeah, it took like one bump, so I didn't really see a wrestle. So hopefully it's going to be good and not like Naomi like squashing her in a minute. Like, but we'll have to wait and see. WWE is a crazy thing. You never know. Like, we might have a twenty-minute match, but we might have a two-minute match. Yep. Certainly, certainly, I would agree. Uh, John also says AJ Styles finally getting a much-needed victory over Dolph Ziggler after his embarrassing loss in his own hometown to Ziggler. Okay. Uh, Jinder Mahal, of course, puts another non-title victory over Mojo Rawley, 
So it's going to be interesting to see if he's going to drop the belt or the money in the bank. So John says he, he thinks that SmackDown was done pretty well, despite the viewership being down a tad. It was still done pretty well, and that's all he's got to say about that. And it has no, a couple John, of... he's not going to drop the belt to Orton. He's going to drop the belt to your favorite guy. John. So kicks out of two. <laughs> John Cena is oh. going to be the 17th champion to beat Ric Flair. I'm going to cry. You know, you know he's gonna. You know what he might do it though, and this is funny, and we're gonna talk about it right now. He could do it, however, on the Fourth of July before oh, Ray Paul so far. He's coming back that night, the Fourth of July. He's been already advertised for the show in Tucson. He's, he's gotta. He's gotta Ray come Balsa back on the Fourth of July. Yep, hey. he's gonna come back on the Fourth. However, the new Mister America, or what? yeah, the new Mister America on the Fourth of July. After oh, and, and he'll come back with the red, white, and blue, and you know when. He comes choke, through Howard Tucson that me, night. Choke me now. Yeah, I think we're all going to suffer that yeah. night. But yeah, he's supposed to, he's been already advertised for the July 4th show in Tucson already. They say yeah. he's already and, and everybody says he's going for the title and he's going to win it. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm well, going to puke whenever he does. Well, how about this, though? When playing Booker's no, Advocate. No, I don't want to think about it. What I is? know you're not thinking about it, but let me playing Booker's Advocate <laughs> with you guys. He w- Just think about this now for me. He wins the title from Jinder possibly, and it looks like he probably will on the 4th of July. That sets up now maybe the return of Rusev. Rusev and Cena reunite how our little history again, this time with Cena as the champ. Could Rusev take hey. the title away from him in Brooklyn? I said that on Thursday, fucker. Yeah. Sorry, but yeah, I, I like said to, that. I know I exactly said you did. Stole my idea. I'm sorry, but you, you and I are thinking I'm like that. I'm gonna copyright it and kick you in the ass. <laughs> okay. But I, I think that's, I think that's where they're going. It's a possibility. Yeah, that's what I, that's yeah. what I said on Top Heel last yes, did. Thursday. Yes, I yes, said that. That's right. Yes, I did. Rusev has to come back. to the major heel to yep. face John Cena. Yep. Exactly. And win it, though. Yep. Right. He needs mm-hmm. to win the title. Right. Uh, and also add to this, SmackDown Live was okay, in her opinion. He said Lana was hilarious. Her and, uh, she's talking about her and uh, uh, Mojo was awesome. Uh, she was mad, of course, she was talking about Lana not, was mad that she didn't get into the Money in the Bank match. And she also, once again, she was saying that Mojo was awesome. Uh, and anything else you wish to add on that? Uh, what did she say about? I was gonna say, what did she say about Lana Kane? Is she feeling okay? I mean, she sounds a little feverish when she said that just now. Who? Who? You like the heel? Wow, that's awesome. She's going Lana. That's very intense. That's very unusual. <laughs> she didn't get into the money in the bank match. Is what she? Oh. Uh, she's saying nope. Doing the Ambrose thing, that nope. <laughs> but uh, I know, I know she's saying that's all she has to say. Okay, that's all she's got right there as well. Great thoughts, everybody. I do, do, do appreciate that. Well, guys, I was kind of thinking we have a game that we haven't finished yet. I was kind of thinking everyone on. Does everybody want to take another crack at it? I'm getting sure. Okay, <laughs> excuse me. Let me find my. Um, let me see if I can uh, locate that. Uh, 
I hope I have not lost it here. I hope I haven't. Gerard, you should have heard JD saying "Hey Jude" a few minutes ago. Yeah, I tried to do it. Like, oh, I, couldn't do it. I couldn't do it that well, though. I tried, but I couldn't do it. Okay, let's see here. Let's see here. I think we have found it. Uh, and we're going to start from scratch this time because we only got in four questions before we, uh, I think it was like towards the end of the night, we didn't get a chance to finish it. Uh, if y'all remember, this is the one that I that I made for, for everybody. Um, and the categories was Spring Stampede 99, Bash at the Beach 99, Road Wild 99, Starcade 1997 and pay per views by month, and the and the amounts were like 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, and 5,000. So let me see here. Uh, uh, let's see, GTS, JD, uh, John, and Ann. Um, is everyone ready to give it a whirl? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Ann says she's ready. And John says he's ready. Let's go ahead and like I said, we're gonna start we're gonna start from scratch here, folks. So all the questions are back up here together. GTS my man, you may proceed. Bash at the beach nineteen ninety nine five thousand. Five thousand, okay. The referee for the Buff Bagwell Roddy Roddy Piper boxing match. I'm gonna pass. Okay. Uh J okay, and I'll ask J D, uh John and Ann. J D. I'm gonna take a guess and say who was Kurt Henning? You're saying Kurt Henning. Okay, John. And no peeking, John. Gerard's gonna have the whip ready to go here if you if you if you start peeking. John is also saying Kurt Henning. And let's see what Ann says. And Ann also says Kurt Henning. The answer is it was Judge Mills Lane. Oh. You don't remember that boxing match? You don't remember that boxing match? It's been a while since I've seen that match. His mother, mother was in his corner. Oh, that's uh, right. Yes, 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 yes. No, and Flair yeah. was in Piper's corner. Okay. 
All right, uh, JD, you are next. All right, I will take uh, Star K97 for 2000. Star K97, 2000. Other than Monday Nitro being on the line, what was the other stipulation in the match between Larry Zabisco and Eric Bischoff? Uh, what was uh, however, other than Nitro being on the line? Uh, what was, however, the uh, vice presidency of the company? That's your final answer. I'm going to incorporate that, too, if that might make it only I'm just going to ask everybody if, there's, if, if they have an answer, is that their final answer? Okay. And your and the answer is, first, first off, i got to do the sound. Yep. It was it was that Larry Zabisco would get Scott Hall at sold out. The oh, following I should have known that. Darn it. Gerard, do you remember that match, Larry Zabisco and Scott Hall? Yes, I do. Yep. Okay, uh, John, you are you are next. Please uh, pick a category and a amount, please. All right, John. Once again, the categories are. Spring Stampede 99, Bash at the Beach 99, Road Wild 99, Starcade 97, and pay-per-views by the month. That means what what month did, did a WCW pay-per-view take place in? You're going with pay-per-views by the month between 1,000 and 5,000, uh, John. One, two, three, four, or five thousand. Dun, 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 dun. She's going with pay per view by the month for three thousand. All right, John, which WCW pay per view was held in April? Excuse me. John, is that your final answer? And it wasn't Botchamania for a thousand. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's his final answer. He says Spring Stampede. And he's right. I'll make sure he's not looking at anything. I feel, that's what I'm trying to... Uh, wish I had a camera on his... I can see what I can see from there. What's going on in there? Okay. <laughs> uh, and you're up next.
All right, she's saying bash at the beach for how much? Man. One, two, three, four, five thousand. You're going with the lowest one, okay? So Ann, bash at the beach, 99 for 1,000. Okay, let's see what that is. All right, Ann, the WCW World Heavyweight title was defended in this type of match. Okay, Ann sounds like Ann is passing there. Uh, let's go around. Let me let me ask. Uh, let me ask. Of course, WWS Click, Gerard, do you remember this match? Do you remember what type of match the world title was defended at at Bash at the Beach '99? Trying to say steel cage. Steel cage. JD. Last man standing. Last man standing. John. And of course, I hope and pray to God that I actually worded this question right so everyone would remember, but get what I'm saying. And John says it was a tag team match. Son of a gun, he's right. I want to know how in the world he's knowing this. I didn't think he watched wrestling that far back. He has the network. Oh. Yeah, do you all remember it was Kevin Nash and Sting versus the Macho Man and Sid Vicious? Yeah. And anybody, including Sting, could could pin Nash and win the belt, I think it was. I think that's... And Gorgeous George was being held by Nash or something like that, I think. Okay. And just to give you an update on the Cavs game, it is 69-68. LeBron is now in fourth place in the finals, all-time scoreless, passing Elgin Baylor, and could pass Michael Jordan by the end of the evening. Oh, crap. I wonder if Michael Jordan's watching this. Oh, I'm sure he is. However, it's been a good game so far. I think, uh, looking at the point total here, so far Durant's got 16, Curry's got 14, LeBron's got 27 so far. Irving's got 21. Kevin Love's got six. So it's been a very close game. So early in the second half, however, it is 69-68. Warriors. GTS, you are next. I'm going to do Bash at the Beach, 4,000. 4,000 Bash at the Beach, yes, sir. And we have... Who... Who was... Let me just say... I'm... The match in question I'm talking about, GTS, I'm going to tell you, was was between Malenko and David Flair. Um, David, what was the name that Tori Wilson went by when he when she was escorting David Flair to the ring for his match against Malenko? She went by another name at the time. Oh. 
Uh, I'm going to have to pass. Okay. Uh, JD? Uh, The future, I'll say. You're going to say the future, okay. John? John is saying the future as well. And Anne is going by. Anne's also saying that too. The answer is Samantha. 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 Who Samantha during that match? This is my man, Samantha. So Torres Wilson accompanied David Flair to the ring. Oh, against, uh, so I Yeah, and she went by, and, and at the time. I, she was she was down in the cowboy hat at the time. That's right. Okay, okay, okay. You're and, right. And she, I've heard some, and I didn't even know that she was either. So I looked it up, and I said, I thought she went by Tori Wilson. But okay. All right, JD, you're up next. I am going to go back to what's the one for two thousand? What what's left? What's yeah. left? With yeah. Two, with, oh, wait. Okay. What? Okay. What categories have two thousand left? Is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Spring stamp. Everything except for start. I'm gonna go with spring stamp P two thousand. Spring stamp P ninety nine Okay. Yeah. Who was in Kevin Nash's corner for the match versus Goldberg? And I'll tell you right now, JD, you get this wrong. Gerard is going to kick your tail. Who was Scott Hall? That's your final answer? Yes. Gerard prepared to kick his tail. It was Luger and Elizabeth. Ah! <laughs> Damn. We did Gerard, this the other night. It was Luger, guys. I know. Luger again. Luger's become quite the popular guy. Only in these trivia. <laughs> Only in the trivia, right? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Everything. yeah, yeah. This time, this is one I made and all that. But I promise, <laughs> I, I didn't put him in here for for a lot of them. All right, John, you're up next. It's the answer is Luger, John. What? <laughs> yeah. Luger, 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 John's going with pay-per-views for 2000, okay? All right, John. What was that, what was what pay-per-view did WCW hold in June? Hey, June. Get out of that make <laughs> Oh god. Yeah, tell me about it. I will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh well, I can't sing with it, Don. I've already admitted it. Admitted that. <laughs> you don't have to tell me twice. 
Touche. Touche. Yes, sir. Uh, I can't Smith. sing either. So. Oh, yeah. I can, yeah. I can drink the... Yeah, oh. John, is oh, that your Oh, hell yeah. Is that your final answer? It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're talking to John. Oops. Oh, yeah. It's okay, John. John, got his final answer up for this? He says it's Slamboree. The answer is... Well, hey, y'all, get this. John finally got one wrong. John is the great American batch. <laughs> Slavery was in May. Oh, my gosh. J.D. knew it. Well, yeah, he knows a lot about Sam Slambury and Starcade. Yes. He is like November and December, yes. Starcade especially. Starcade, you are the master, I have to admit. Yes. That's it. And you're up next. Time's up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Normally takes a while. That's okay. I know. I'm just being an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. It's all right. I'm just joking around, Ed. Don't take it seriously. She told told me one time that she she thinks or something. What? She told me one time she thinks it's funny. Anton. Oh, oh, I'm always funny. Oh yes, and it's going over pay per views and how much? How much you want to go for it? Twenty five hundred. Do I hear three grand? <laughs> None of auction, JD. Thirty seven hundred. So four thousand. Fifty five twenty. Okay, yeah. The guy with the red hat. Oh, I got to tell you all a story here. Y'all see a lot of stories in which, you know, you, you can't, we've heard about police officers getting killed in the line of duty. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw this video on YouTube. Uh, let, me what, let me tell Ann what's left in this category. Ann, it's 1,000, 4,000, or 5,000. But anyway, what it was, it was that the, the officer's son went to a auction at the head. They were going to auction off his dad's squad car. Huh. And the money was going to go for a good cause. I forgot what it was. He was on there bidding for as much as he possibly could, but somebody else got it. It turns out the guy bought it for that that boy because he knew that it belonged to his father. Uh-huh. And I think they ended up bidding about, got up to about, I have to go back and look at the video, but I think about, oh gosh, how much was it? $20,000 or $30,000? Dang. It was, it was a new model, uh, I think it was. Yeah. Huh. And he bought it just to give it to the son. Give it to the, uh, the, to the deceased officer's son. Yeah. I thought that was wow. real sweet. He was in on a thing. They were all in on a thing to kind of, but we knew that that boy wanted his dad's car. I thought that was sweet. Nice gesture. Yeah, that's pretty, uh, 
pretty tearful there. <laughs> yes, it is. There's a lot of those moments like that. I have found a bunch of them like that on YouTube. Um, let me see if Anne's back. Anne had to step away, but I bet she's back on now. Anne, it's one, four, or five thousand. All right, she's going with 1,000. Okay, here we go. And what WCW pay-per-view was held in August? And is that your final answer? Remember, asked at a WCW pay-per-view. Okay, guys, she's got an answer. She says SummerSlam. And Anne, the answer is Road Wild. If it was WWF, she would be right. But this was WCW we're talking about, Anne. So if I if I tell that girl that she's wrong, what I can't I can't do it. Good guess. Yeah, good guess, yeah. Very good guess. Yeah, right here. Good guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah say that. Okay. Yeah. ETS, you are next. I don't think so, Goldberg. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. I'm going to go back to the beach. 3,000. 3,000, yes, sir. We got it right here. Rick Steiner defeated Van Hammer to retain this championship. They had the hardcore championship, didn't they? They, yeah, I believe. Around this time... I'm not no. sure. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't think it was around this time. But. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go U.S. title. U.S. title. That's your final answer. Got to be. 
Lars, you're going to kill me for this. It was the TV title. Fuck. That's what I, I was thinking that, too. I should have said that. Damn. Well, Dan Hammer went to Flair and said that he's going to win a match here later. He was open for a title shot. And they gave him Rick Steiner at the time Steiner held the TV belt. And Steiner was doing uh, the bad. He was bad at the time, too, man. He was, yeah. He did the, he would say, bite me on his tights or something. Something like yeah. that, yeah. Uh, JD, you are, you are up next. I will take, however, in the next category, uh, what do we, what do we got left so far? Sorry. We got Spring Stampede for one, three, four, and five. Give me Spring Stampede for four. Okay. Whoa. Okay. All right. Spring Stampede for four. Who who won the the contenders match to earn a shot at the cruiserweight title? In ninety nine, you say? Spring Stampede ninety nine. Uh who was Juventud Guerrera? You're absolutely right. Over. Do you remember who it was over? Psychosis, Ray, and I want to say... No, 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 no. It was, it, was a, it was a one-on-one match. Oh, okay. I'm going to say it was Ray Jr. Well, believe it or not, well, it's not part of the question. I was just, teasing, I was just asking to see if you would know. Yeah. Believe it or not, it was a wrestler named Blitzkrieg. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yes, I remember him now. Okay. They said that he has earned a... He, he had been winning some matches, and they... Gave him a shot against Hootin' Dude. It was going to be on Nitro the night after it's pre stampede. Okay, John, you're up next. John's going with pay per views. Now, John, you already did the the, the one thousand has already been done, so it's either four or five thousand in the pay per views by month. And I'll be back in a second. Okay. JD had to go take the Browns to the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay. Well, four thousand. Here we go. All right, John. What WCW pay per view took place in July? Okay, I'm back. Well, that was fast. It's just fucking my phone, that's all. John, is that your final answer? <laughs> Excuse me. And he says, yes, it is. And the answer is... And John's right, it was Bash at the Beach. No, I almost said bash at the B I T C. That was your tongue. Bite my tongue is right. If I can with my two and your your uh, pick for the next question.
Okay, and the only one that's left in that ca- in that uh, category is five thousand. Do you still want that question? Okay. She's taking she's cleaning out the pay per views category. She's picking she's going for five thousand. Here she is. All right, and what WCW pay per view was held in February? While we wait for Ann to give us her answer, I was going to read read a um, see if we have any more results here concerning the uh, uh, the uh, poll that I did about what everyone thought the best match at Extreme Rules this past Sunday was. I will go ahead and mention here that uh, we have one person that chose the Cruiserweight title match, saying that it was the best match. One person saying that the IC title match was the best match, and eight people have agreed that the Fatal Five Way was the best match at Extreme Rules. So, so if anybody else wants to vote on it, they're always welcome to do that. It's on the Revolution Radio page. Vote on it. Let's see if Andy got it. Ann's got an answer here. Okay, Ann doesn't know. All right, Gerard, I'll go to you here first, sir. Which WCW pay-per-view took place in February? I don't know it, but my tag team partner does. JD, tell Super Brawl. Super Brawl and John? And John says the same thing, and the answer is, it is Super Brawl. Okay, pay-per-views by month is gone, guys. All right. Uh, <clears throat> I think I know where Gerard wants to go, but I'm just going to let him tell us where he wants. Let him... I want... Is it the last one, or is there two left? Back to the beach, there's one left, 2,000. One left. I'm taking her. There you go. You may ever. And here she is. Now, this is what you were probably asking me earlier, Gerard. They didn't have a hardcore title at this time, but they did, however, have 
I think Ric Flair at the time tried to outlaw hardcore matches in WCW. However, they had a junkyard hardcore invitational. It wasn't at the arena. It was at a junkyard somewhere not like far far from where Bash the Beach was being held that year in Florida. I need the winner of the junkyard hardcore invitational, Gerard. I thought one of the nasty boys won it, but I'm going to say one of the nasty boys. Okay, all right. Is that your final answer, sir? Yeah. You're already going to kick yourself, my man. It was Fitz Finley. Oh. Yeah, everybody, I mean, everybody kept using like stuff like bumpers and uh, they ripped stuff off of cars and everything like that. They got busting each other up and all. Somebody, I think it was Fitz Finley that set a, I got set up, set off an explosive that kept everybody from reaching the gate. He was the only one that was at the gate. And you have to, you have to escape the junkyard in order to win it. Yeah. And that's and and he won a trophy. I think it was a funky looking trophy. It was. I was torn between Nobbs and Finley too because that was a tough one. Yeah. They were wearing camo at the time too, camouflage. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. so, yeah. All right, JD. Uh, excuse me. I got it. All right. Bless you. Okay, so there's one gone, however. There's two categories gone. What are the last three again? Okay, the ones I have here, and I'll go ahead and take before you choose. Spring Stampede 99, you have one, three, and 5,000 left. Road Wild 99, nothing has been chosen. And Starcade 97, you have one, three, four, and 5,000 left. Let's go back to Starcade for 4,000. Starcade for 4,000? Who, who represented WCW in the six-man tag when they took on the NWO? Which uh, six men or three guys? Well, which three guys from which from WCW wrestled against the NWO? In the, the Steiner tag? brothers and Ray Trailer. The final answer. Yes. You're absolutely right. Well, I think Ted DiBiase had already gone back over to WCW at the time. Yes. And they were the tag, they were the tag champions, I think, the real ones at the time, mm-hmm. too. Okay. All right, John, you are up next. And John's going with Road Wild 99, the one category that had not been touched yet. All and, right. John, all five categories have been chosen. I mean, are are available. So which one would you like to choose? There you go. I worded that the wrong way. This was a great pay-per-view, by the way. And he's going for 3000 on Road Wild 99, and here we go. John, name anyone that was associated with the group called the Deadpool. And just so while while John's coming up with an answer, 
Uh, I will go ahead and ask everybody else, Gerard, were you familiar with this faction called the Deadpool at the time? Uh, not really. Okay, J.D., were you familiar with it? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, And John's got an answer. John, is this your final answer? Okay, John. John is actually saying Vampiro was one of the members. And he is right. Also, I would have accepted the Insane Clown Posse. Y'all probably remember they were in WCW yep. for a short time. Uh, and Raven, believe it or not, was a part of it. Ooh. Raven was not himself at that time, I don't think. No, Raven's a lost soul. And they were, I think, part. I think it was the first six-man tag of that pay-per-view. If I'm not mistaken. I believe so. Yes, that's all right. Okay. All right, and you are up next. And she said, "Dang it!" She didn't get. She didn't get the last question right. <laughs> okay, and you're up next. And I will tell you that Bash at the Beach '99 and pay-per-views by month are gone. I'll go ahead and tell you what is left. Spring Stampede 99 for 1, 3, and 5,000. Road Wild 99 for 1, 2, 4, and 5,000. And Starcade 97 also 1, 3, and 5,000. And I just got through saying that. But talking about all these heartfelt videos that they put on YouTube and everything, these news stories and all. Uh huh. The best ones, I'm sure Gerard, J.D., y'all would agree, are the ones where soldiers come home and reunite with their families. Yes. But they surprise the other. They surprise the people. They don't. Yes. The people don't know that they're coming. And I saw some doozies. I saw some great ones last night. I did some, some great stuff. Especially when number everything from the basketball, a female basketball player. Uh, just reunited with her brother who was in the army, uh-huh. and and um, the fellow that was going to graduate graduated from high school, his dad comes home to be to, to, yes. to watch him graduate. He didn't yes. get a chance to watch him play sports or anything like that, but he watched him to comes to watch him graduate. Yes. All right, and Spring Stampede '99, uh, one, three, or five thousand. I love stories like that. I just love stories about that. All right, and saying Spring Stampede 99 for 1,000, and here we go. All right, and who were the last two superstars in the United States Championship Tournament? They fought for the U.S. title. Now, to make it easier, if you don't know, if you don't know both of them, you know at least one of them, I mean, Ooh, flies flying in your face. That's just annoying. You know that?
U.S. the U.S. titles, sweetheart, not the tag team titles. Are you going to say that as your answer? So that's not so do you have do you have are you going to do you have another answer? Diane, is that your final answer? Forgive me there for the throat, so just wait here make sure that uh, I think Ann kind of recanted her answer, but she wants to make sure that uh, I want to make sure this is her final one before I proceed. Okay, that's her final answer. She is saying. I said she's taking a guess as to as, as to one of the finals, and she's saying Scott Steiner. And the answer is, believe it or not, guys, Anne has finally got one right. What's up? One of them was, in fact, Scott Steiner, and the other one was. Anybody else want to take a guess? Um, I'm going to say... Because I'm going to try again. Sorry. Uh... Sting. Sting. Uh, JD, you said? Bret Hart. John? Did Gerard and John say Sting and JD says Bret Hart? Actually, the other one was Booker T. I think that's who Rick Steiner won the the, the uh, TV belt from. Was Booker T? Because Booker T had it. I think going into this tournament, I think. Yeah. I think. All right, Gerard, you are up next, my man. Uh, you have left Spring Stampede three and five thousand, Road Wild ninety nine one two four and five thousand, and Starcade ninety seven one three and five thousand. 
We'll do Road Wild 5,000. 5,000 Road Wild, all right. Okay, George, I'm sure you remember the world title match between Hulk Hogan and Kevin Nash. Yes. Besides the title, what was the other stipulation in that match? That I don't remember. Okay. Okay, well, I was going to reiterate. Something else was on the line besides the belt. Let me rephrase it. Okay. Okay, if that helps. Something else other than the title. Uh, Leader of the NWO. Okay, okay, you said the leadership of the NWO? Yeah. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Okay. Believe it or not, it was both of their careers were on the line. Uh Because Hulk Hogan went back to the red and yellow, I think, going into this match. Oh, okay. That's right, yeah. But Gerard, that was an excellent guess, my man. That was. That was, that was an excellent guess. Because, remember, the, you, Gerard, you remember the Nitro before that? His son, Nick, tried to get him to go out and wear the red and the yellow. And he was going out for an yeah. interview. Yeah. And that's when. I remember. That okay. All right. JD, you're up next. All right. We're going to go with Road Wild 4000. Road Wild 4000. Okay. And here we go. All right, JD, Road Wild 99 took place here. What is Sturgis, South Dakota? Your final answer? Yes. You're absolutely right. It was Sturgis. All right, John, you're up next. Beefaroni for 200. (laughs) And Roman Reigns for 3,000. And John Cena negative for a thousand. Yes. <laughs> John Cena farts for one hundred. <laughs> oh Lord, I still can't believe that video. He farted in Nikki Bella's face. That was hilarious. <laughs> Where's your sign? I'm gonna go get it. <laughs> oh Lord. Okay. Yeah. All right, John saying Road Wild '99 for two thousand. Uh oh. Okay. Uh, okay, John, this is going to be interesting if he gets this. The motorcycle company that sponsored the Road Wild pay-per-view. And no peeking, John, no cheating. Gerard and JD are looking at you. Gerard's ready to whip some tail, and JD is ready to hold you down. (laughs) Okay, that sounded bad. <laughs> that sounded bad. John is saying, okay, is that your final answer, John? Gerard and JD, you're going to find this hilarious. John's answer is the Hell's Angels. <laughs> Well, that was a good guess. That was a real good guess. I mean, 
Well, he says his final answer, and but the answer then the answer is American Iron Horse. That actually gave away a motorcycle at that pay per view too. That was when Bobby Heenan was laughing at the guy's name that won the bike. Oh, what was his name again? I can't remember now. I think it was Darnell. I think his last name was Potter. He was from Ohio. In the background, you heard Bobby Heenan going, Darnell. <laughs> and then and then Tony Schiavone goes, congratulations. And then Bobby Heenan goes, the Darnell squatter. <laughs> I think, oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. And... You're and um, you're up next, my dear. And you have left Spring Stampede '99 for three and five thousand, Roadwild '99 for four thousand, and Starcade '97 for one, three, and five thousand. Do y'all always hate the feeling that sometimes when you have the feeling that a bug is crawling up your leg? Uh-huh. Well, you ain't going to believe it, but earlier I had one that actually did. Huh. And you know what I thought it was? I don't know if it was or not, huh. but it's disappeared now. I could have sworn it was a tiny centipede. Dang. Yeah. Creepy little thing, too. The back kind of looked like it came off of a rubber tire. Huh. <laughs> he, he left. I don't know where he went. All right, Ann's going for Spring Stampede 99 for 3000 All right, Ann, here we go. All right, Ann, what was the match that was added to Spring Stampede's lineup of matches? There was one that match that was added at the very last minute. And I'm sure Gerard, you and JD both remember this pay per view. Is that oh, your yeah. final answer, Ann? Okay, Anne's final answer is that it was a steel cage match. And the answer is, before I give it, does anybody want to take a guess? Gerard, do you, do you recall the match that was added to Spring Stampede before it came on the air? 
Um, a Texas rope match. Okay, JD. I'm gonna say uh, no holds barred. No holds barred. Okay, and John. And John said it was false count anywhere. But guys, the answer is it was a it was a typical one on one match pitting Scotty Riggs versus Mikey Whipwreck. Huh. It was after Riggs got out of Raven's flock, I think it was. Yeah. And uh he actually was trying to act like Rick Rude at the time. Oh boy. He 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 carried a mirror with him to the ring on the back of it said better looking each day or something like that. And then I think uh um Mike tonight compared it to a line that Joe Namath said, I can't wait till tomorrow because I get better looking every day. Yeah. And Tony Shimani says uh Joe Namath was quarterback before I was born. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, Whipwreck wasn't in WCW for no more than what y'all what y'all would say a cup of coffee. I think right. He yeah, wasn't in there for a brief run. I mean, I think I think he was there for just like a month or two, and then he went back to ECW. Yeah, and then he retired, and he came back and forth, and then he came. Yeah. That's one guy who never showed up at the. I mean, he started as a ring crew member. In fact, uh, let's see here. I'm pulling up his bio right now. He's 44. He uh, only wrestled from 1994 through 2005. I'm looking here. Just retired a couple of years ago. Let's see here. Uh, he uh, his last match was against uh, Chase Tame in August of '99. Or he made his pro debut in March, and then he returned back in ECW in October, and uh, showed up on Halloween night when he was brought back to the company. Lou E. Dangerously and faced Mike Awesome for the title. However, Chase Tatum was better known as well. Chase Tatum. There you go. Okay. But uh, tragically, he passed away in March of 2008, the age of 34. And it says here uh, he apparently died of an apparent accidental drug overdose. Who did? Chase Tatum. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, and only after two years, he had back problems. He developed a dependence to painkillers. He lost both matches, but was lengthy riffraff. He faced Kurt Henning and Rick Steiner on Nitro, it says here. Uh, he appeared in the film comedy Hoosier Caddy Long Big Boy of Outcast, worked as a road manager and personal assistant, worked as a personal trainer. He was found dead at his home in Atlanta, Georgia's Buckhead neighborhood after a parent drug overdose. His father states that he was planning to enter a rehab facility to overcome his addiction. It was too little, too late. Okie doke. Uh, <clears throat> okay, thank you very much, JD. Uh, GTS, my man. Spring Stampede 99, 5,000, Roadwell 99, 4,000, and Starcade 97, 1, 3, and 5,000 is still left. Roadwell 4,000. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Harlem Heat won their, their eight tag team titles from these two members of the Jersey Triad. Uh, I'm going to go DDP and Bam Bam Bigelow. That's your final answer, sir. Yeah. 
I'm going to give it to you. Bam Bam Bigelow was it, but the other one was Canyon. Ah. Uh. So DDP wrestled Benoit for the U.S. belt that night. But DDP came back, came out there during the tag match and tried to uh, interfere, but it didn't work, and the Harlem Heat won the belts for the eighth time at that point. I know they won them a couple more times, I heard, but, uh, yeah. All right, Road Wild is gone. JD, you have left. Spring Stampede 99, 5,000, and Star K 97, 1, 3, and 5,000. Star K for 3,000. Star K for 3,000. Who was the original opponent for Kurt Henning's U.S. title for Starcade? Who was Ric Flair? It was Ric Flair. But he got injured, I think, not too long before Starcade. I think, I think uh, it was the Monday night before, Heller. Yeah, and I think DDP stopped, jumped up and said that he would take the match in Flair's place. So That was the first time DDP won a belt, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Okay, John. You have left, sir. Spring Stampede 99 and 5,000, and Starcade 97, 1 and 5,000. All right, John is, is going to clean out Spring Stampede. 5,000, there it is, John. Who was in the corner of the Horsemen for their tag match versus Raven and Perry Saturn? Who was in the corner of the of the four horsemen when they wrestled a tag team match versus Raven and Perry Saturn? Oh yay! Is that your final answer, John? And John says, you GD-rided it. Ooh. Well, Gerard, this boy is getting a little bit mouthy. Oh. And be fighting words there. <laughs> fighting words, yes. And John says, John is saying Tory Wilson. And the answer is, double A, Arn Anderson. He was in the corner, he was in the corner of Benoit and Malenko for their match with Raven and Saturn. It was supposed to be a tag title match, but they lost the titles, they being the horsemen before Spring Stampede. Do y'all know who they lost the belts to? Uh, if memory serves me, I think it was Nash and the Giant. No, Gerard, do you have a guess? This is just, it's not part of the question. Uh, 
Lex and the Giant. <laughs> John, do you want to take a guess? Oh, John was stealing a line from the few good men. Okay. <laughs> uh, did you want to take a... Did you... Uh, Oh, Anne is getting into the chest, and she's saying, Dead! <laughs> well, believe it or not, guys, I'll go ahead and tell you, it was Ray Jr. and Kidman. I think that was the match when Ray took off his mask, wasn't it? That wasn't the what? Was that the match when Ray took off his mask? No. That was, no, no the one that he took off his mask when he lost to Kevin Nash. Oh, okay. And Nash came out, I think, the Nitro afterwards and told Ray to come back out here and come back out here. So, uh, you know, you can come back and get your mask because none of us will wear it. Not even Elizabeth will wear the mask or something like that. And oh, yeah. That was, yeah. That was a night, and Gerard, I don't know if you remember this or not, was when Ray Mysterio came out there and surprisingly got Nash that night. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. That shocked everybody. That really did. But no, actually, that cruiserweight title match they had a spring stampede. Ray and Kimmon were wearing the tag belts out there too. All right, whose whose turn is it? Uh, uh, it's Anne's. I'm sorry, it's, it's Anne's turn. Okay, but I think I think John had that last one there. And uh, uh, Star K97 is left, and it's either one or five thousand. And Ann says, no flipping way. What the heck? Man, she, Ann, what is it with the, what is it with the lips? Man. I like a girl with a dirty mouth. <laughs> okay. All right, she's going for 5,000 in Star K97. Let's see what that is. Other than Tony Schiavone and Mike Tanay, Ann, who was the third man in the broadcast booth for Star K97? Who was the third man in the WCW broadcast booth for Star K97 besides Tony Schiavone and Mike Tanay? That's the question. He goes, huh? Hmm. 
And since she does not know. All right, Gerard, the question first goes to you, my man. And here it is. Other than Tony Schiavone and Mike Tanay, who is the third man in the broadcast booth for Star K97? Pass. Okay, JD. Dusty Rhodes. John. And that's right, it was Dusty Rhodes. And Gerard gets the last question. It is Starcade1997 for 1,000, Gerard, and here we go. Who was the referee for the world title match between Sting and Hollywood Hogan? Pass. Want to pass? Okay. <clears throat> I will turn it over to JD. I am going to say it was Nick Patrick. Okay, John. John also says Nick Patrick. And Ann. What do you say? Okay, she's also saying that same thing, and the answer is, that's what it was, Nick Patrick. All right, everybody, we got the final question coming up. Is everyone ready? Yeah, man, let's go. Let's go, okay. And everybody else is as well. Let's go ahead and... And here we go. <laughs> the WCW pay-per-view where the NWO was born. Gerard. <laughs> this is like my birthday. Bash at the beach, baby. JD. Definitely. John? Okay. And Ann? 
And that's what Ann says as well. And the answer is Bash at the Beach, 1996. Congratulations, there! Everyone did smoked the first WCWUS entry of a of a Jeopard, of a wrestling Jeopardy game. And I will come up with some new ones here on down the road here, folks. So thank, I thank y'all for participating in. In uh, in this, uh, like I said, first in this first WWUS Jeopardy game, I do appreciate that. On that note, here, folks, in a little bit of a of a uh, extended edition of Number Three Forty Four Revolution, I want to thank everyone for coming on here tonight, and we'll talk that at you t- uh, tomorrow. Where I think we've got a couple more shows going after that's going to go on. And to take us home here tonight so we can all get some sleep and be all all fresh and ready to go here for tomorrow for tomorrow night tomorrow afternoons and evenings programming. I will and of course John's not gonna be here, he'll be here back on Friday because he has a baseball t- game to attend to tomorrow in DC. So John, have fun with that and, and uh, be careful out there. And so I do ask the main man himself, TNWO, to take us home so that way we can all go get a little shut-eye for tomorrow night shows. JD, I'm GTS. My, my apologies. The G and the J throw me off, guys. I'm sorry. I apologize. GTS, if you will, sir, take us home. This has been an episodic episode of WCWUS. Revolution players in the game are as the following Chad the Boss and Shaw, JD the Iceman, we had Anne the Last Kicker, we had John the Human Suplex Machine. Last but not least, we had the Almighty King NWO GTS. Have a great night. Have a great tomorrow. God bless. And see you in the ring. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.